Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Fish Bites, the Miami Herald's Miami Marlins podcast. I'm Jordan McPherson. He's Andre Fernandez. Happy August, Andre. Happy August and not so happy August at the ballpark, the way things have been going lately. But we're right up on the trade deadline. And we're here. Once again, I mean, it's either it's either are they going to make a move? And if so, we know where they're. We know where that should be at this point. We know where it's probably been that way for a little bit, but now it really is at a point where start start looking at twenty twenty three and beyond. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, Marlins just at the time of this recording, it's ten o'clock on Mondays. We're recording this. The Marlins just lost three one to the Reds. Have lost four in a row, seven of their last ten, and now are a season high, season low. I'm not sure exactly the right terminology. They're nine games under five hundred for the low. first time this season. Yeah, uh, eight, and a, when, eight and a half back. For those of you that still are clinging to some delusional hope at this the, point, that point one percent chance of making the playoffs per FanGraphs and Baseball Reference at this point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as Andre mentioned, we are at the trade deadline, six p.m. Tuesday, and when we got the chance to talk with general manager Kim Ang on Saturday, which was three games ago, three less losses ago. She had, she said that they had quote, a very outside shot of still being in the hunt, which I commend her for at least being that part of it compared to how Don Madden kept saying, yeah, we're in it. Yeah, we're in it. Her basically saying, yeah, everything would basically have to go right for them to have a shot. But now at this point, three days later, 72 hours later, three losses later, it was fun while it lasted, everyone. The fact that the Marlins were able to get through July and still have that outside back of the mind thought process that maybe something could happen. But now, now that we're we are where we are, it's just a matter of seeing what the Marlins do by six o'clock on Tuesday. Do they send off one of Jesus Aguilar or Garrett Cooper, which frankly they should? Do they trade off any of their relief, their higher leverage relievers, Anthony Bass, Stephen Oker, Dylan Floro, Tanner Scott, which frankly they should trade at least one of those. Anthony Bass seems like the logical one. He was, when you look at what the Marlins did on Monday, sixth inning, they still went, they still threw Dylan Floro out there, even though they were down. They were down two runs. Seventh inning, they put Stephen Oker out there when they were down three runs. Eighth inning, they did not go to Anthony Bass. They went to Andrew Sabala, who they had him pitch the eighth and the ninth. Anthony Bass was nowhere mm-hmm. to be seen. So that just looking, reading between the lines there, it looks like Bass would be probably the top one to go, which logically makes sense just based off of the team control and the contractual stuff with it. Dylan Floro right. is one more year of arbitration. Uh, Stephen Oker doesn't go into arbitration until after the 2024 season. Uh, and Anthony Bass, he has a club option for $3 million for next year. And I believe it's a $1 million buyout for a seventh inning guy, understandable, who the few times they've tried to use him in the closer type situation and they never worked out. Makes sense for him to be the one to go. Dylan Floro at least gives you a cheap option to use in closer type situations. In addition to Tanner Scott, Steven Oker, unless you get the money, cheap, controllable, high leverage lefty relievers, you can, you have more, you will have ample opportunity to trade him down the road. It's not like you have to send him this year unless you get something that's worth it. Uh, back to the position player stuff, Jesus Aguilar, Garrett Cooper. Aguilar is on the last year of his deal, has a $10 million mutual option with a $200,000 buyout after this year, which, let's face it, the Marlins are not going to keep him for $10 million next year. So mm-hmm. if you can get something for him with the with the $2 million or so that he's due, due 
to pay be paid the rest of the season, get something for him, whatever it is, or Garrett Cooper, who has, I believe he has one more year of arbitration left, should be coming off the IL right after the trade deadline. already done rehab assignments for the wrist and said that it should be a short term. But either way, one of them needs to go so you can at least get ample time to see what you have in late when Diaz and make a decision on him or not. It's just you need to know whether he's going to be your guy. And if you're just going to keep blocking him with two guys who aren't going to be here, at least one of them at the very least, not going to be here next year, what are we doing at this point when we know where the season is? And then the big question, do they get enticed enough to trade Pablo Lopez? That's been the talk for the last week or so. And you've started to see what the market is for starting pitching. Luis Castillo went from the Reds to the Mariners. The Mariners gave up three of their top five prospects. The Yankees traded for Frankie Montas and got Lou Trevino in a trade with the Athletics. And they gave up four prospects for it. Uh, the Cardinals are acquiring Jose Quintana from the Pirates. I haven't seen the return from that one yet. Yeah, that just happened as of right now. But yeah. we haven't seen like, what the what, what the return is going to be. But, yeah. I mean, I, where do I start on all of that? You gave yeah. me the rundown. And, and I mean, yeah, going back to the, the season, I mean, to me, the thing is, like, you had to have this – you had to have both scenarios, and maybe they did. I mean, I'm sure they probably behind the scenes did. You gotta, you gotta present the the, I guess the the brave face of yeah, we're still in it, we're still trying all of that stuff, and that's good to say publicly. But you had to have a plan in place both ways, whether you're out of it or not. You're gonna sell or you're gonna buy, whatever. You have to have those strategies in place for for a while now, hopefully, going into this trade deadline. And yeah, I mean. Where they are now, I think you ship off. I think the only the only player that it's kind of an interesting dilemma where they're at is Pablo. Yeah. Because I could see it both ways. I could see it keeping him. Because honestly, if you do move him, for what? To get a guy. I mean, we were laughing earlier at the, the athletics column. To what? To get the same guy down the road? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe... You know, there's so there's always some durability concerns with him. Obviously, as you know, we saw the 118 and change innings that he has this year is a career high for a pitcher in year five, a starting pitcher in year five. You'd hope he would have pitched more than that by now, but injuries have always gotten in the way. But in terms of what kind of a pitcher he is, he's a solid starter in this league that would be beneficial to a contender, assuming he stays healthy. But then, like that's those are that's the kind of depth you want if you're the Marlins in the long run, because we've seen how their depth has fallen now in recent this this season. For one reason or another, you're starting to see a lot of these, you know, future guys that you were counting on have either gotten hurt or something's happened where the pitching depth isn't as deep as it was before. You still have arms on the way up, but you're looking at you know, who's your great big hope now beyond, you know, Yuri Perez, beyond him? Not a lot of, like, completely solid. There's other guys, but not those, like, what was that get you really excited, like before when it was six, though, and Edward and this and that, and guys coming up. So I guess where I'm going with that is you have a solid commodity in, in Pablo. So unless it's really worth it, I don't know if I'd do it if I'm them. I don't know. I mean, there, it's an interesting dilemma because there's there's – I could see it both ways. I could see the benefit of moving him before something happens. And maybe, you know, if you were to get hurt down the stretch or something happens like that. 
Or at the same time, do you think the long term and you want to keep a guy like that and get the benefit that you will get from him next season and so on and so forth? But he's the one. Beyond that, I think I'm with you on that. Absolutely right. I think both the position players that you mentioned, the bullpen pieces, I say you get what you can. None of those, if none of those guys, none of those guys are in the long term vision or plan, whatever you want to call it. You get what you can right now, and you take advantage of the fact that there are contenders that are going to want a bat, say, like an Aguilar potentially, or and definitely going to need the bullpen help for sure. I mean, we've seen bullpen guys already starting to fly off the board, like the Yankees trade you mentioned to get, you know, mainly it was to get Montes, but they also added Trevino because they need a bullpen piece to replace, you know, Mike King, who was out for the season. But there's other other teams that are in it, and you always need all that pitching depth. So, I mean, I would, to me, that's, that's a no brainer. And to me, and that's the thing, like it's now to, to say now, because of this little losing streak and to get to eight and a half, now you suddenly no. to me, that has to be already on your mind for a while. This team was on the fringe. This team was not a firm playoff contender. Even a couple of weeks ago, it was on the fringe of being a, of a playoff, being a playoff team, potentially five, six back, whatever, you know, whatever it was at the time. And really, how, how do you see that? I mean, taking a step back, it's a team that lost their best player. Jazz is pretty much out for the season. So is this team really going to make a run without the guy who even their own players have hinted at is the engine that drives the lineup? We've seen multiple 20 or more inning scoreless streaks out of this team lately. It's going to keep happening the way it's going right now. You're going to have guys that are developing. There's so many guys in this lineup right now that are still developing, and not just J.J. Blade that just got here. The Jesus Sanchez and other guys that are still young players need time. They, they can't. It can't all be on a lineup of those guys, and now that's what you're going to see. If they deal a few of these guys, the last two months are going to be important steps for them to keep it, but in a way where it's like, okay, this is your time to get all these reps in for two months, and let's see what they can do down the road. Yeah, and just to quickly go back on the Pablo front, he's under team control through 2024. They have him for they've he has two years of control after the season. Yeah. So they can always do the if they decide to keep up keep him after this year, he proves that he's able to go through the entire second half of the season without an injury, which again feels like it's a big ask. His trade value go up in the offseason. His trade value could be up next year. You can always there's it's a gamble, yes, but there's also the if you know you're not going to get what you want to get from him and know that what you have, what you're going to get, isn't going to be as beneficial in the long term right now, I as well gamble it. As you, as, we, as you mentioned with their pitching depth, Max Meyer, we're not seeing him till 2024. Now he's undergoing Tommy John next week. Jake Eater was pushed back. Yuri Perez is only 19. Sixto, he's throwing live BP. We got that from him now at this point. So it's with that depth, it's now. But you don't, you don't know how. We don't know. We don't, we don't know how broken he is. Yeah, we really don't. We don't yeah. know if he's going to be the same guy he was when in 2020 when he was lighting it up. We don't know that, yeah. and that's the thing. That's what I mean by the pitching depth has fallen because you lose guys like that that you were counting on to be those pieces behind Sandy, behind Pablo theoretically if he sticks around, that sort of thing. And it's not. And Trevor Rogers has struggled. He was another mm -hmm. piece that you thought. Was going to be there a while. Now Max is out for a, for a you know around a year, let's say whatever it ends up being the, the rehab time. Yeah, it's taking a it's taking a hit. It's taking a hit. And 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 what does that return package 
that's worth it. What does it look like? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, you're getting, you're, you're getting a pitcher back that can be at that same, or are you getting a, a high end prospect? And that's the thing is a contender really going to pay that now? I mean, there are contenders that want pitching help, but how much are they willing to fork over for him by comparison, like you said, to a Castillo or someone like that? That doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to fork over a, a, an enticing enough package that would be worth it for a, for a franchise that's at the point it is right now where year five is about to come and go and you're still very, very, t- you're not making the strides that you hope you'd be making at this point. Yeah, and Pablo also isn't necessarily the top guy on the market. Noah Syndergaard, for example, right. is still. Right. I mean, there are still. It's That's not what like I mean. That guy will command. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, exactly. That guy will command a, a, a return that for a team in this position right now, if you're settling for, okay, we're still in that future mode and we still want to bring in. Are you going to, I don't, I just don't see him drawing enough of that to make it worth it. Whereas a guy like like you just mentioned, like like Cindergard, that's a little different. That guy could command maybe a couple, maybe more multiple ga- prospects that are at that level. Like, okay, these are impactful guys for our future plan. So I guess what we're saying is to sum all everything up with the trade deadline, don't expect the Marlins to trade for one Soto by six o'clock on Tuesday. Although I will say I'm interested to see what happens with all that big picture MLB. What happens with with so that's oh of course yeah that's the big tomorrow is huge to see if this actually happens and to where I mean to see the contenders but yeah that I I mean <laughs> I laughed when I read uh, and and not you know I, I, Greg Cody put it what is it if it's laughable it's a problem that's it is laughable and there if is you're a laughing problem. that's the point yeah yeah so. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep. And with that, once the trade deadline comes and goes on Tuesday, we're basically back to where we were for how the final two months unfold is watching the individual storylines. Sandy, is he going to be able to stay in the hunt for the Cy Young or is the inning count going to end up catching up to him? JJ Blade, what's going to happen with him? How We saw the first few games really, really well and finally hit reality over the last week. I think it's 12 strikeouts over his last 20 ABs. Just seeing how he adjusts as he gets more playing time, as he gets more reps, as teams start to identify who he is. Uh, as we mentioned with Jazz, just how the rehab, how his rehab unfolds. Even if he doesn't get into a game, just seeing how all that develops as these last two months happen, and just seeing basically, I mean, seeing what's going on over at the the nursery hospital that is the backfields of Jupiter, Florida, right now, with all of the different guys out there between Jazz with the rehab. 
Max obviously is going to be undergoing Tommy John. Jake either with now that he's throwing off a mound on the backfield again. Um, just all of the, the litany of figuring out what's going on with all those guys. And as we mentioned, the kids, how are they going to develop? Laywin, Jesus Sanchez, Brian De La Cruz. We're, it's, it's the same same old storyline from yeah. the past few years now. And it's just figuring out, A, how am I going to get this creative enough to not write the same thing that I wrote last year? And also figuring out what's going to happen, if anything's going to develop out of those two months. And that's the thing. I mean, these are, look, and these are all interesting. They're all interesting topics, but here's the problem. We're, we're in year five. We shouldn't be focusing on all of those at this point. Right. And you're testing the patience of the most devoted Marlins fan right now. And that's who you have left at this point that's bearing with this and wondering when finally, if ever, because they're, it's like the same. That's why the, the selling hope joke that we were saying a week ago or two weeks ago, last time I was on this with you. But it's true. I mean, here we are again, looking at looking forward. When is it? When is then going to be now for this team? You know, and 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 yes, those are all worthy topics. Those are all interesting topics. And if you're really a baseball diehard, and you know, like we love the game, and it all appeals to us, right? But if you're if you're a fan of this franchise, like a true fan of this franchise, you've been waiting now for a while. And it's got to be, it's disheartening because again, here we go again. I mean, could they be on the cusp of a breakthrough? It's like that same old question. For argument's sake, yeah, maybe next year they have a little more of a breakthrough. Who knows? But again, it doesn't, it just doesn't inspire that confidence when it's happening over and over. And this is a year where, again, we, 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 we rewind back to the beginning of the year. We were saying it. This was the year to make a big jump. And it really hasn't happened. You know, slight bits of progress here but with all these setbacks and now you know you wonder there was a massive change up at the top with Derek Jeter leaving the franchise so is an is you know how do, how does all of that look next year are there any more seismic changes up top or you know it's just questions that are that will will dictate what what what's going on going forward but again yeah you're left with you're left now after tomorrow, in the wake of whatever happens tomorrow, you're left with all that, which again, it's interesting in little bits to follow, but it, it, it's really, it, 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 it tests your devotion if you're a fan uh, of, of how, how much you're into it, how much you still care, how much are you, you still think this can work, you know, going into by next year, near year six now of all of this. Well, so fun times ahead, everyone. Fun times ahead. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it'll, if you've really been waiting for all these players, I mean, the one, I'll say this, the one bright spot, if you've really been waiting for all these players to finally get here, that projected team, when all these guys were either traded for, or drafted, et cetera, et cetera, you will, to a, to, in a way, to a degree, you will enjoy these last two months because you're finally seeing Bladé on the field together with Lewin Diaz. You know, on the same field when Sandy's on the mound, Jesus Sanchez is in the outfield. Like this is all the little group that was put together, you know, or or elements of them. You know, let's say Edward Cabrera gets back on the mound, all that kind of thing. So you will enjoy that. But then, you know, what's the light at the end of the tunnel for it? Yep. Yep. And we'll see how that 
unfolds and that's gonna wrap us up for this week's episode of fish bites thanks so much for tuning in everyone sure we'll have a lot more to break down after uh next week's episode after the trade deadline has passed with that i'm jordan he's andre thanks so much everyone <laughs>